Hi, I'm Michelle Morvan in the marketing department of Callaway's Nursery. Dallas-Fort Worth is our home. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Michelle. If you know Michelle and you hear that voice, I'll bet you're smiling right now. What a wonderful person. What a great way to begin the program today. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. We are here for the next two hours live on this Sunday morning. It is 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning, and we welcome you back to Central Daylight, uh, Central Standard Time. What am I saying? Central Standard Time, 8.06 or 8.07 or whatever it is. It's uh, 8 anyway. That's the salient point of this discussion. Mike Bass and I are here to uh, to uh, run this program today. Mike does the technical stuff. He answers the calls, gets you ready to go on the air with me, and runs the boards. And that's the important thing. He keeps the electronics functional. I talk gardening. I get one or two buttons. I get to turn my cough switch on and off, and I get to answer the phones. Uh, just the questions, and that's it. And that's what I enjoy the most. So please pick up that phone. Give us a call. All lines are open right now as we begin the program. We have five lines, but I choose not to use all five because it would make you wait too long. And uh, so we use two of them to call one another. That leaves us with three. Simple math. 800-288-WBAP. Call right now while they're all available. You can grab one, 800-288-9227. Let's talk about gardening. What do you do in November? How does your landscape look? How did things fare with the cold from last February? I can't believe how many questions I still get. So it's 800-288-9227, 800-288-WBAP. This entire hour, as Michelle mentioned, is sponsored by your friends down the street from you, at Callaway's Nurseries. There are a bunch of them in the Metroplex, more than 20, and they'd love to see you today. They'll be open at 9 o'clock today, 9 to 6, seven days a week. And we begin our program every Sunday morning with a visit with Steve Huddleston, Public Relations Manager of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden and of the Botanical Research Institute of Texas. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Appreciate your joining us on this beautiful Sunday morning. Lots going on at uh, the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, and a beautiful time to go out and, and see things. You have a, this is a, a two-word phrase I, I don't think I would ever have expected to, to utter, a taco festival. Tell us about it. Well, yes, uh, today is the uh, final uh, day of our month-long Hispanic Heritage Festival, and we are featuring a taco festival this afternoon from 12 to 5. Uh, people can delight their taste buds at this street taco festival in the Grove. Uh, during, uh, well, and, and the Grove is at the southwest end of the garden, uh, just inside our weekend parking lot, or Lot D as we call it, which is right on the I-30 access road. But inside that parking lot is a grove of trees, and that's where 8 to 15 taco vendors will be serving delicious tacos from 12 to 5, and entry to the event is included with admission to the garden. All right, and you can enter today from that southwest entrance. Off, yes, yes. Off I, okay. All right, we'll give that uh, direction in just a few minutes. All right, so that's the Taco Festival from 12 until 5 today. All right, Fall Festival, not to be confused with the Taco Festival. It's of a different uh, uh, culture, and that will be next weekend? Yes, this coming Saturday, November 13th, and then a week from today, Sunday the 14th, is our Fall Festival in the Japanese Garden, 9 to 5, both days. The last ticket sold both to the garden as a whole and for the fall festival will be at 3 o'clock. And this event features traditional Japanese dance, taiko drummers, martial arts, sword demonstrations, raku pottery, food trucks, and more throughout the entire garden. Again, the event will be spread throughout the entire garden, so there's plenty of room for social distancing, and it gives people an opportunity to enjoy uh, the whole garden. That garden, the Japanese garden, is absolutely beautiful. It was a stone quarry, is that correct? And then refuse was. was piled in there. Do I have that right? Yes, it was a stone quarry, and it was a dumping ground during two world wars, and then uh, became our Japanese garden. Uh, late 60s, uh, early 70s, plans developed to uh, convert it to a Japanese garden, and then it opened in 1973. Yeah, man, I was around when that was opening, and... and uh, so it's been exciting to watch it develop and mature some beautiful Japanese maples. And you're going to talk about some of those right now and other plants that are in the garden. Tell us about them. 
Well, the Japanese garden does feature a beautiful array of plants. Uh, we have a number of Japanese maples in there. That's really our signature plant in the Japanese garden. And they are gorgeous in the fall. They will reach their peak fall color the week after Thanksgiving. So Many different varieties, we might add, right? Exactly. We have cultivars. We have seedlings. Uh, the species, we have all kinds. But anyway, the Japanese maple itself is native to Japan. There are many leaf patterns, including finely dissected leaf margins. These take morning sun to dappled shade all day, and they produce brilliant fall color, which peaks, as I said, around Thanksgiving in Fort Worth. Folks, I want to give you a word of warning if you go out to buy a Japanese maple. Many of them have uh, purple to red uh, leaves in the spring and in the fall, and a few of the varieties hold that purple color during the summer. A lot of people refer to them as red maples, and if you go in and ask for a red maple at a nursery, you're not going to be ending up with a Japanese maple. Japanese maple is Acer palmatum, like the palm of your hand, Acer palmatum. Mm -hmm. Red maples are the uh, trees that are they're beautiful. But it's an entirely different species. They're the ones that give so much beautiful fall color in New England. And my own personal opinion, totally my own personal opinion, is that uh, they are not as well adapted in our area by and large, and especially yes. out in full sun. The Japanese maples in a shaded area, as you'll see at the Japanese garden, are lovely understory trees. Just be sure that you're not saying red maple when you're thinking Japanese maple. I hope that right. is, I hope you're comfortable with that commentary. Yes, actually, yes, very good. Okay. Another maple we have in the Japanese garden is the Shantung maple. This is native to China. It gets about 25 feet tall and wide at maturity, makes an excellent shade tree for small yards, tolerates various soil types, including our alkaline soil. Foliage turns spectacular red or red-orange in the fall. Uh, this is a Texas superstar plant, and there's a cultivar called fire dragon that turns consistently red in the fall. So, uh, again, the Japanese Garden features a number of Shantung maples. Uh, they're beautiful maple for our area. Our friend Dr. Steve George has uh, has really been a proponent of Shantung maples and has put that one on the map along with a lot of nurserymen. And I have Fire Dragon that was uh, mm. is 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 uh, has been propagated locally, and that thing's gorgeous. Fire yes. Dragon, yeah. All right, and then another plant that uh, is uh, pretty spectacular. Tell us about it. Yes, I like this one. Uh, we feature this in the Japanese garden. It is an evergreen herbaceous perennial. It is Farfugium, and the variety is Gigantium, which suggests that it has giant leaves, and it does. Uh, this is an evergreen perennial that gets about, oh, two feet tall or so, and has large brown leaves. I mean, they're about eight to ten inches across. And this is a great plant for texture. I like to plant this next to something with fine texture, such as the needles of a yew or the fine texture of a fern. Great textural contrast that way. That's about anyway, as large, dramatic. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, a large dark green leaf. Uh, does well in zones 7 through 10. Requires part to full shade and organically rich, uh, enriched medium soil, uh, medium moisture soils. And it, uh, as I said, grows about two feet tall, sends up stems topped with clusters of little yellow flowers in the fall, but we really don't plant the plant for the flowers we plant it for that beautiful foliage that is a gorgeous plant it is just almost tropical looking it's just spectacular yeah. how does somebody find the fort worth botanic garden we are just north of i-30 on university drive across from trinity park all right if you want to become a member so that you can come many many times during the year on one uh, payment ticket that can be done from the website you can also do it at the entrance when you come in can you do that from the southwest entrance uh, I'm sure so. Yeah, I mean, that's another uh, point of ticket admission. Okay, yeah. that's that's what I wondered. And we didn't really describe how to do that. We'll do that in a minute. What is the website? Yes, it's fwbg.org. All right, next weekend for the, is it next weekend or is it the Taco yes. Festival? It's well, next it's weekend. Coming, uh, coming weekend, yeah, next Saturday, this coming Saturday next Sunday, yes. All right, for the Fall Festival in the Japanese Garden, the uh, the, the Southwest entrance, tell folks how to find that. Well, that's on the I-30 access road between University and Montgomery, and you oh, just right. pull into that parking lot before you reach Montgomery Street, and then once you park, you enter the garden, and there's an admission, uh, a ticket office there where you can pay to enter. 
and yeah. that is for next weekend specifically, folks. Otherwise, yeah. it's the uh, entrance off University Drive. All right, and then back to the uh, one other point of contact, and that would be the 24-hour information telephone number. That is 817-463-4160. You're terrific. Steve Huddleston, well, my you. friend. Thank you, Steve. Talk to you next Sunday. All right. He uh, does this report every Sunday as we begin the program and has for many, many, many years in his third decade of doing it. This one's sponsored by Mueller. Mueller means more. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings and durable metal roofing. That's what more means. And the name Mueller means even more than that. It means you'll have a product manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers who will help design the building of your dreams. It means you'll have a company and business for 90 years, 90, almost a century, standing behind your warranty. And it means you'll get tons of added value. Roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge designing and manufacturing new products. Products like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. To find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com. M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. Mueller, Inc. Dot com eight seven seven two six eight three five five three Mueller means more. I'm Ginger with Callaway's Nursery in Southlake. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Ginger, very, very much. Our first uh, call today, lines are filled. Thank you for calling in early today. Our first call is uh, Sherry in St. Joe along the Red River. Sherry, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have some Peggy Martin climbing roses that I planted this spring, and they're about eight to nine foot tall. And I didn't know what I need to do to take care of them this winter. I don't think anything. Just keep them moist. Uh, don't let them be dry during an extended dry spell. And other than okay. that, there isn't a whole lot that they need. They they should be fine. Um, okay. Hope and pray that we don't have another February repeat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want another one of those. But otherwise, okay. they should they should be fine. Okay, well, I appreciate your help. Thank you very Thank much. you for the call. That worked out beautifully. Thank you. Uh, Vince in Rockwall with recommendations for flowering shrubs that will tolerate shade. I'll have an answer for you. Let me get this uh, first regular break out of the way, and I'll come right to you. Vince, Don in Louisville, right after him. We have one line open at 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. It is about 19 after 8 o'clock on Central uh, Central Standard Time, Old Habits. Let me tell you about Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening right now before your time runs out. Through November 15 only, I have this very fine Christmas special. It's the best special I will have for you. It is the lowest price, the biggest cut that I will have in my book. First book is $36.95. Second and third books, if you would like to give them as gifts, shipped at the same time to the same mailing address, just $31 each. Now, that is almost a $6 savings on the books, each book, if you buy them and have them shipped, mailed at the same time. I sign every book as it sells. I'd be proud to uh, to sign them for you. Makes a great gift for anybody in the state of Texas or southern Oklahoma. 344 pages, 840 of my best photos. It's a hardback printed on high-quality paper. And it covers everything about outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. Lawns, landscapes, flowers, fruit, and vegetable gardening. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar of when to do everything. Now, as I say, I sign every copy as it sells, and I personally guarantee your satisfaction with the book. And uh, if you're not satisfied, I'll refund every penny you invest. I've sold 70,000 copies so far, not one request for a refund out of all of those books. It'll happen, but until then, I'll just tell you, not one request. There are two ways you can order it. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon, so you need to order it from my office or by going to my website. The office will be open Tuesday through Friday this week. That's 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way. 
And uh, this is the way I would suggest you order, and I'll be signing these books tonight. That's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, in no way similar to the old cowboy boot book from 30 years ago. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, not in stores, not on Amazon. It's at neilsperry.com. When the people at Advanced Foundation Repair called to say they wanted me to do ads for their company, I told them I'd need references, people for whom they'd done work. I spent several weeks checking them all out, and the reviews were just fabulous. That was more than 20 years ago, and people are still thanking me for referring them to these leaders in the foundation repair industry. Affordable, innovative, honest, punctual, it's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person, in McKinney, and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Pastor Tommy. That is our church, and I'm proud to offer that uh, airtime uh, to uh, to let you know about a wonderful church. We'd love to have you join us. First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney, sharingtheheart.org. Also would like to share the message of a great tree service company, and that is Arborological Services. I was telling Steve Hauser uh, in a phone conversation on Friday, we had a nice visit. I said, Steve, you will never, ever hear me talk about any other tree service company. I just am so beholden to this company. They are the best it gets, and they are the one company that I want to recommend to you. They have three of their men, Steve Hauser, Kevin Bassett, and Russell Peters, who have each been selected uh, as the outstanding arborists in the state of Texas in different years. That award has only been given for about 18 or 19 years, and three of the people who have been designated already are members of the staff of Arborological Services. Oh, my goodness. And uh, they have an 11-time Texas State Tree Climbing Champion. And one time, and this is Miguel Pastanez uh, with all these awards, one-time North American uh, International. What is that? Hemisphere. So, no, that's, well, it's it's the northern uh, part of this hemisphere, a tree climbing champion. It's pretty awesome anyway. It's a lot more than I have accomplished in tree climbing, and that is what you get with Arborological Services. They have college-degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters, 12 International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists. And I tell you that frequently because you need to hear the breadth of the expertise that they have on their staff. I mean, if you hire somebody who has a truck, and a chainsaw, and a ladder. That's not a tree service company of the quality that you want in your trees. My wife and I pulled up behind a guy that uh, had that the other day. I said, oh, I wouldn't let him on my property. Arborological services, by comparison, they, they don't have ladders. Their guys climb. They don't have any ladders on their trucks, which is a pretty awesome thing. I realized that after they've been coming to our house for two or three years. These are the guys you want, the people, men and women you want. 866-552-7267. The best it gets. Arborological.com. Arborological Services. 866-552-7267. All of their contact information is on my website, neilsperry.com. That's Arborological Services. Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc. Twitter, at The Tree Experts. 866 866- Five five two seventy two sixty seven Arborological Services. Neil Sperry and Callaways go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Ross with Cornelius in Houston, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Ross, very very much. The Callaways uh, folks bought Cornelius Nursery when Sterling Cornelius wanted to retire, and uh, they are at that same top level of professionalism. Let's go to Vince in Rockwall. Vince, this is Neil. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Mr. Sperry. Yes, sir. Um, I met you back in 98 face-to-face when I was on the, uh, a manager at the Dallas Arboretum and uh, listen to your show every chance I get. 
Thank you very much. So um, I, I wanted your take on what would be some good ideas for uh, um, flowering evergreen shrubs in shaded areas. All right. Well, first of all, most of our best flowering shrubs are deciduous, so that's going to that's gonna be a big limitation right there. Okay. Uh, there are some flowering shrubs that are evergreen. I, I want to I want to qualify my answer a little bit for you, and and, yes, and I, I don't want to set you up to fail. Um, most flowering shrubs also bloom one time for two or three weeks, and so you have another forty nine or fifty weeks that you look at them without flowers. And a lot of flowering shrubs are not spectacular when they're not blooming. So I want to pile all that out there for you to look at and think about for a little while. Because a lot of people give too much weight to things like fall color of trees and flower color uh, on on shrubs. It's nice to have those, but you may want to use them more as accents and, and special plants for a very limited spot than a a big flamboyant push in a landscape. Um, Depending on how shady the area is, azaleas will bloom in the shade. You saw that at the Arboretum. Um, And I would suggest some of the re-blooming azaleas like Encore or Deja Bloom or some of the others that have been selected because they will bloom two and three times a a season. That would be a a nice touch. the uh, Sasanqua camellias are flowering shrubs for shaded areas. They're, you know, I say that and I tremble as I, it, I didn't, I'll take the word recommend right back out of my mouth. As I <laughs> offer those as an idea, they're very pretty. They're a little bit cold tender and they're a little bit unpredictable, but they are shade tolerant plants. Mahonias, uh, especially leatherleaf mahonia, will give you nice uh, uh, flower color in, in midwinter, uh, bright yellow, I mean, vivid, fluorescent, uh, orange-yellow flowers yes, for about uh, two weeks. And then that's followed by um, metallic blue uh, fruit, so that's nice. Uh, so those are some of the ones that I have in my landscape that, oh, I don't have any camellias now. I finally took those out, but, but those are a few that, that could work for you. Um, and on the edges of the shade, you could use bridal wreath. Uh, it's, it's an attractive plant even when it isn't blooming. I have some Italian jasmine that's not showy, but it, it's a pretty, and it's a beautiful shrub. I like it 52 weeks out of the year. But the other thing that you can do is, is plant hollies that give you beautiful fruit color for four or five months in the winter. If you choose things like Burford holly, dwarf Burford, I should say, or uh, needlepoint or... Uh, if you have a lot of room, uh, Nellie R. Stevens or Yopon or uh, Warren's Red Possumaha Holly, I'd rather have that than something that blooms for two or three weeks. So those are the ways that I approach color in the shade. The thing that, that I had noticed was that the Encore azaleas asked for four to six hours of direct sunlight. I, I, I wondered if the older azaleas, you know, the non-improved double-blooming cultivars will tolerate the shade better? I don't think that they will. I think it's all that part's all about the same. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, and, and uh, enjoy listening to your show every thank week. Thank you very much. Appreciate your call very much, Vince. Have a great day. Take care. All right, let me see what I need to do right now. I'll tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited. You know, with the with the hollies that I mentioned to you, and with those flowering shrubs that I mentioned, oh, I forgot oak leaf hydrangea ought to be in there. Oh, my goodness gracious. That is a wonderful flowering shrub in the shade. And so are the viburnums. Oh, bad Neil. The um, uh, snowball viburnums. Um, so anyway, Chinese uh, snowball. Those are, those are outstanding uh, flowering shrubs in the shade. If you have room, they're big. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about our backyard and the things that I have, and then I have wild birds for color. Oh, my goodness. The birds are beautiful in the backyard. They're just now arriving. The migrating birds will be here in the next couple of weeks. Right now, there's not a lot of bird activity. We're, it's picking up a lot in the last couple of weeks in our yard. There were about 
three or four weeks where we just didn't have much bird activity, but we're seeing a lot more now, and the and the feeders are, are going down faster than they were. You will love this. And go into any of the wild bird stores that I'll mention in a minute in North Dallas, uh, in, in, the, in the Park Cities, in, in East Dallas, and in McKinney, and let them share their enthusiasm with you. Let them show you the products that they have to help you be more successful. You know, you've, you've probably seen bird feeding products on little racks in the grocery store. Those are, those are not researched. The ones you want are the things you get at Wild Birds Unlimited. They are so carefully researched by the people at Wild Birds Unlimited. They have a national headquarters and their people are thoroughly uh, schooled in in bird habits and and needs and their feeding habits and their their dietary needs they do it right and when you get into one of these stores you're going to be met with enthusiasm people who are excited about this as a hobby it is so much fun in dallas david's store is at 5715 west lovers lane right next to nicholson hardy nursery and garden center that's just a little bit west of the dallas north tollway in Dallas, East Dallas, Ron's store has been there a long time at 6333 East Mockingbird Lane, northwest corner of Abrams. And in McKinney, Enthusiastic Birdie is at 3001 South Arden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway near Tom Thumb. You will love those three stores. There are other stores. Those are the three I'd hope you'd go to. And uh, you can find all the information at WBU dot com slash dfw wild birds unlimited bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence with so much happening you never want to miss a moment these days you don't have to on air online and always on your smart device use talk 820 wbap wbap.com Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email. Normally we give, uh, we, we send to you one per week. We sent two this past week. We fell behind, uh, two weeks ago because uh, Gretchen, who assembles eGardens for me after I do the writing, I lost her dad two weeks ago today and, and we just sat a week out. And so this past week I sent you two. I sent you a regular one on Tuesday that would have gone out a couple days earlier, and then this past Thursday, just three days ago, I sent you one totally uh, devoted to houseplants. In fact, I did a lot of the photography for it at Callaway's, one of the Callaway's nurseries, and I am very grateful for their allowing me just to roam around and take photos. So anyway, it's all on houseplants. If you'd like to see both of those, you can see the one on houseplants on my website at uh, neilsperry.com, and then click on the eGardens tab, and it has within it a link back to the prior one. So you can see the, 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 the special one on houseplants, and you can see what they normally look like within it. So that's it. I hope you'll sign up for it. I think you'll like it a lot. It's free and always will be. I will never give or sell your email address to anybody. Never. And I won't spam you myself. Nothing to worry about on this one. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens, always free at neilsperry.com. Sign up for it so you won't miss one. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on eGardens. 99 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP. And WBAP.com. Houston police are investigating the causes of Friday night's fatal concert crush. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. A construction project is blocking Highway 67's HOV lanes both directions between Loop 12 Ledbetter and Camp Wisdom Road. And another project affects Highway 121, the Sam Rayburn Tollway, both directions between Central Expressway and Denton Tap Road. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast, it's a good one. Today, sunny and warm, high 73. Tomorrow, Monday, sunny and a little warmer. Sunday, Monday's high should be 75. Right now, lots of sunshine, 46 degrees. Houston authorities are investigating the cause of Friday night's crowd surge at a concert that left at least eight people dead, dozens injured. 
They say they will focus on key causes behind the surge and what could have been done to get attendees out of harm's way. While the Houston Police Homicide and Narcotics Bureaus are conducting the investigation, detectives insist they are not dealing with a crime scene. A grand jury has cleared eight Austin police officers for the late-night shooting of the death of a gunman they were pursuing. In 2018, those officers were sent to a chaotic scene outside a nightclub where a number of fights had broken out and shots had been fired. The gunfire seemed to be concentrated in an alley behind the club. Several officers went there to investigate. They found 21-year-old Aquantis Griffin running out of the shadows toward them with a gun in his hand. Eight officers fired at him. Griffin was killed. They were unanimous in their insistence that Griffin disregarded any and all commands to drop the gun. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 9 o'clock. Check back several times throughout the day and stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. All right, Dennis, thank you very, very much. Let me tell you right now about Advanced Foundation Repair, and I will do that with the hope that you never have to call them. That doesn't sound like I'm supporting my advertiser too well, but I am, and I think they understand. Nobody wants to have foundation problems. But the reality of it is, if your house is built on the black clay soil of this big band of clay soil that that goes uh, down Interstate 35 from from here all the way down to San Antonio, odds are quite good that you're going to have some kind of foundation issue. And if you do, this is the number you need to call. This is the company you need to talk to. Advanced Foundation Repair at 214-333-0003. There are a lot of foundation company or repair companies out there. This is the company that has been around for a long, long time. I've advertised for them for 26 years. I have used their services at our home. I have used their services at my office. And uh, the home was a slab, our and is a slab, and, and our office is a pier and beam building. And so they are able to help both types of buildings. And I need to tell you that they did their work quickly, they did it carefully, and they did it affordably. I asked for no special prices. In fact, quite the contrary. I said, please price me just as because they're paying their their bills for advertising and i wanted to pay my bill as a customer just as anyone else would people write to me and call me to say thank you for the referral they are so good to work with they are so honest they are exactly as you portrayed and that makes me feel good because that's what i want about my advertisers their website is foundation repairs dot com plural foundationrepairs.com it's advanced foundation repair they've earned that right to call themselves advanced 214-333-0003 the home inspection is absolutely free their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of the home and they have several processes that they have patented they are special 214-333-0003 foundationrepairs.com Advanced Foundation Repair. It's the stuff. Never ending roller coaster ride with the left. People are talking about. Promise everything, they deliver nothing. News Talk 820, WBAP. WBAP.com. Ornamental Cabbage and Kale have arrived at All Callaway's Nursery, and they are both on sale at all 21 of their neighborhood locations throughout the DFW Metroplex. Ornamental Cabbage and Kale are favorites for fall gardens. The fluffy leaves and vibrant colors will make your front porch, your patio containers, anywhere you plant them. It'll make them warm and inviting during the cooler months. These are especially great for adding rich colors and textures to sunny flower beds at this time of year. You'll be dazzled with the selection and the savings. Their big one-gallon pots that would have been $12.99 are half-priced today only. Go in and see them. They're beautiful, they're exotic, and they're wonderful. Half-priced today only. Your ornamental cabbage and kale will flourish with Callaway's premium flower food. Simply apply it once a month to give them and your other cool season color that extra boost for bigger, brighter, and happier plants. Garden success and quality. Everything you have 
everything you've come to count on when shopping at Callaway's Nursery. You can always count on Callaway's to bring you the very best, and everything is backed with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Visit any of their 21 community open-air locations or order online at Callaway's.com and take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup and delivery. Open seven days a week from 9 until 6. That's Callaway's Nursery. Life lived beautifully. Callaway's.com. And remember, those big one-gallon pots of ornamental cabbage and kale, half price today only. Oh, my goodness. That's at Callaway's. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaway's help you. I'm Paul from the Richardson Store, the first Callaway's. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Paul, very, very much. He is a real nurseryman, a professional nurseryman. Thank you. Let's go to Don in Louisville. Don, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Thanks for waiting. How can I help you? Yes, we have some uh, mature uh, crate myrtles, and one of them just has a lot of the uh, sprouts or the shoots around the base, and I just trying to see if there's a way to control those. Every time I put them off, they just keep going back. All right. Uh, a couple of questions before I uh, come up with an answer for you. I work with crepe myrtles a great deal, and so I think I can help. Um, how long has this been going on? Has it gotten worse in the last year? Uh, yes, it has. It's gotten worse uh, since the freeze. It seems like it's uh, all around the base. It's just one of them. The other That's doing my fine. point. All right. Is that variety different than the other other plants? Uh, yes, it is. All right. And I couldn't uh, tell you the exact variety, but... Let me go out on thinner ice then. I, I keep walking out on this lake, a little thinner ice. Uh, is that plant, was it hurt more by the cold? Is the top thinner in, in its uh, leaf canopy? Uh, yes, it is after a sense of freeze, yes. Yeah. The plant has been wounded by the cold, and what you're seeing is a response to that. Um some of our varieties in our crepe myrtle trails of McKinney plantings uh, did the same thing, and most notably the variety Tuscarora. Others did too, but Tuscarora is a um, is a a, a rich rosy. Um, it's not red, and it's too dark to call pink. It's kind of in between. It's a beautiful color, but it. It has frozen several times completely to the ground. This year it froze out and thinned out. And we worked with the city. These are in medians. We worked with the city and identified the plants that needed to be cut clear back to the ground and retrained because they had significant freeze damage. And we left the Tuscaroras alone. And I wish we had cut them back to the ground because they have these strong shoots that come up that, that make beautiful new plants within a year and a half. And we we suggested they take those off, and the tops never did fill back in. We had the same thing happen at the World Collection Park, but there we took the plants back to the ground, and now the, the shoots that you're talking about, the, the basal shoots, are eight feet tall, and, and we're, we're thinning out all the extras, and, and those are our new trunks. Um, so that's what's happened. You have a, a variety that froze, and... I'll bet you that two or three years from now that the, the tops, the old tops, will eventually just weaken and die out. You need to let some of those shoots develop. Uh, I'm, I'm saying this without seeing that plant, but if it follows true to form of a lot of the ones that I've been watching this year, um, you might be years ahead and better off uh, this winter taking out the, the dead stem, or the dying, the declining top, if it if it's if if they're really if it's really thin, and encouraging some of those shoots to develop, it's not too late to do that. You may not have any shoots down there now, uh, but some more will come. And and then, uh, the first year you allow 15 or so to develop, it looks very bushy and and not very pretty. But by the end of the first year, so maybe in August or September of 2022, you narrow the the number down to maybe nine or 10 or 12, somewhere in that range. And then uh, in June of 2023, you would narrow it down to seven. And then by the end of the summer, you would take it down to the final three or five. You always want an odd number. And those would be your permanent trunks. Uh, All of that would have been minus one if you had started this year that way. But we didn't know. We didn't know how well this was going to leaf out. We're in the same boat with those Tuscaroras I described. I wish we had done it. 
should I go ahead and just cut back some of the damage now? Because some of those shoots are probably three to four feet tall right now that I went ahead and let let grow. So oh, perfect. I, yes, yeah, you can you can certainly do that. We have on the on the website of crepemyrtletrails.org in pruning. A lady in uh, Lubbock uh, sent some photos of plants that she had, a plant that she had cut back because it had been topped. Topping is the quickest way to ruin a crepe myrtle. And she bought a house, and it had a topped crepe myrtle. And she said, all right, I'm just going to start over. I'm going to cut it to the ground and retrain it. And uh, her photos are there to show how quickly you can have a beautiful new plant by doing that. Um, And all the description of how to train it is there as well. Yes, you could go ahead and do that. Try not to damage the, the, the good ones that you're saving. It may be hard uh, because they're, they have some heft to them now. But, but, yes, you could do that now. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad you called. That paid off. Good deal. Thank you. Uh, let's see. James in Waxahachie. Let me try to help him. I think I can do that. And I have one more break I need to get in. James, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Always love to hear about the Japanese gardens. That's a, one of our favorite places. Isn't that fun? Yes, sir. Um, this morning, my wife has been wanting to uh, plant some peach trees. And my, my father tried to grow peach trees back in the 70s. And, I can, and as a kid, I can remember him having a lot of issues with borers uh, in the trunks. And so I wanted to ask, you know, are those issues still around? I haven't grown any in years. And if if they're if they are, is is there any specific uh, varieties that that may be less susceptible to the to the peach borers? James, I wish there were, but there is no difference, as far as I know, there is no difference in susceptibility to peach tree borers. They are still around. They are still the cause of the loss of most peach trees eventually and uh, i'd have to rate uh, peaches just i'm not the world's great expert on peaches um i I work more in ornamentals than i do you you heard my discussion of crepe myrtles i can work with you all day long on crepe myrtles not so maybe maybe all minute long on peaches um but they're on a scale of on, on a grading scale of a to f I'd grade them a C minus as far as uh, productivity and ease of management. They are high maintenance and and uh, a lot of work for what you get as a as a home gardener. Uh, commercial uh, orchard in the right soils and with the right equipment and an economy of scale of spraying a whole orchard as opposed to one one or two trees. It's a different mm-hmm. it's a different uh, setup. But but for home gardeners, they're they're certainly not the easiest crops. Yeah, that's that was my uh, two cents worth to her. Is that I can just remember the struggles my father had, and and right. those pesticides. I don't like dealing with those if if possible, and um, so that yeah okay. So you're kind of of the same boat that I was. That well, I am to a degree. I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, push the pesticides aside because I know that they've been carefully tested, and we have. We have a whole new regime of pesticides. You know, you can you can call anything you want to a pesticide uh, if it is intended to kill an insect um, or a disease, and and uh, they have been ramped on down on their toxicity. So I'm I'm comfortable in what I recommend there for for pest control, but the, I just don't want to have to mess with it. I don't want to have to think about it, and uh, for the for the number of peaches that I can get and consume and and preserve it's easier just to go buy a bushel of peaches once in a while that's my that's my own personal take for our lifestyle there are people who think that's wrong and and i respect that okay so i i just remember i think he it seemed like he had rangers but um i you know like i say i know he had a lot of issues with the boars and and i think he finally gave up uh later on after i had uh, grown and moved out of the house, but well, I there are ways. Them. There are ways to deal with the peach tree borers, and and there are organic ways to deal with them, and all that's very accessible to you online through Aggie Horticulture. I'm not going to go into all those details, and and Ranger is still a good variety. Ranger and Harvester and and Red Globe and Red Skin, but um, uh, but the the maintenance. Of, I'll tell you what. Texas A&M has. Let me see. I've got my call screen up here, but I think I can work around it. Uh, I'm going to give you a 
fact sheet number. Let me pull it up from Texas A&M on growing peaches, and I'm going to let you read that, and that'll that'll solve a lot of it. Okay. okay well, here I know, we go. I know it is you're... EHT022. It's uh, just called peaches, Texas fruit and nut production peaches, and it's for home gardens, EHT022. Edward Henry 022? Thomas, Edward Henry Thomas 022. It's Zero called two Peaches. Two. Yeah, written by Jim Thomas, Larry Stein, and Monty Nesbitt. Wow. You got the you got the uh, Hall of Fame people. Okay. Are you still going to have uh, – do you still uh, in, intend with uh, Dr. Uh, George Ray McEachern? To... Yeah, we have. We have okay. for almost 40 years. George, uh, George Ray retired last year, and uh, it's my hope. I think we will. Okay, okay, super. I'll check in with him soon. All right, you take care. Thanks for the call very much. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book. Uh, George Ray helped me do that that chapter on uh, fruit. In fact, that took me longer than any other chapter in the book because I needed help and and because I worked awfully hard to make sure it was accurate. And uh, I would recommend my book to you. It has 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, things you have to know that apply to all other 10 chapters. Chapter two is that calendar of 48 pages that tell you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. Chapter three is a comprehensive chapter on trees. And then chapter four, shrubs, then vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. There are more than 25 multi-page charts in the book. And 840 of my best photographs, 344 pages, printed in San Antonio on high-quality paper. It's a hardback. I sign every copy as it sells. It covers everything about outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. Now, I hope that you will consider getting this, and I've put a Christmas special offer for you that I will honor through November 15 only. Two reasons for that. I can't I just can't keep up with the last-minute orders that we got last year. I had 2,000 books to sign in uh, in two weeks, and it it was 18-hour days because I also, since it's self-published, I also have to box them and, and get the labels on them and take them to the post office. So I, I'm making this good through November 15 only. First book, $36.95. Second and third books to the same address at the same time, just $31 each. It's almost a $6 savings. First book at $36.95. Second and third at $31 each. Book is not in stores. It's not on Amazon. You buy it by calling my office Tuesday through Friday this week. We're closed tomorrow. And uh, that number is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it from the website right now. That's at neilsperry.com. Satisfaction completely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny. That's uh, neilsperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. All right, let's talk about Whiskey Stone also. These are longtime friends of mine. Mike and Derek Wisnan, a father and son team. Mike's dad began the business in 1983. 22 acres in size. Whiskey Stone has the largest hardscape selection in Texas. Landscape boulders all the way up to the size of automobiles, all the way down to decorative pea gravel, everything in between. You want to put in a patio, they have the right stone for that. You know what? When I wanted to put in a walkway, I was picking the wrong kind of stone. They said, no, you're in the wrong area. Come on over here. This is the stone for patios. And I was about to make a bad mistake. River rock for edging and for decorative uh, coverings of the ground. They have beautiful and, and varied types. They buy from quarries all over the southwest. What have I left out? Uh, retaining wall stone? Yes, they have that. Um, Maybe that covers everything. I don't know. And they have uh, pavestone, interlocking concrete pavers. 
They pretty much have it all. If it's made out of rock, they have it at Whiskey Stone, 22 acres of it. And they also have access to the finest landscape contractors anywhere in North Texas. They can refer you to them. They're at 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, open Monday through Saturday. That's 817-429-0822, whiz hyphen q dot com eight one seven four two nine zero eight two two forty five oh one east loop eight twenty south in southeast fort worth it's whiskey stone we at Callaways are proud to offer the finest plants, products, and services. I'm Lynn from the South Arlington Callaways. We're proud to be sponsoring this segment of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. All right, Lynn, thank you very, very much. Let's go back to our phone lines. We go to Linda, Linda in North Dallas. How can I help you this morning? Hi, yeah, so I talked to you, I think, a couple of weeks ago. I'm taking down some hackberries in my backyard that are a danger to my home. So I'd like to go back and replace with something. Um, the backyard gets shade for about half the day, and then it gets the west sun in the heat of the summer. Um, I was thinking about a dogwood. They're beautiful in Michigan, but I don't know if they are here. <laughs> they are beautiful east of uh, our area, about 40 miles. The problem we have with them here is our alkaline soil. They can handle everything else. They just don't handle the alkaline soil very well. The sun would be a pro- it would be a problem. Uh, it would very likely uh, scorch. Um, you're looking for a small tree. Yeah, I, something more ornamental. I live on a creek lot, so I don't want to block too much and and just have this thing get big and have to be cut down again. You know. Okay. Um, the best small trees. I'm, I'm cognizant of the of the view now. Now you have me spooked. <laughs> the, the best small trees to think about. Let me put it that way, and you can you can think about them. Would be red buds of various sorts. They will handle the sun. Uh, the the dwarf magnolias, like little gem or teddy bear. Uh, dwarf hollies would be very. I'll tell you one that'd be very pretty. Would be uh, Warren's red possum haw holly. H A W possum haw. It's all one word. Uh, it had beautiful fruit in the winter. And let me think about that, and I might have some other things on the other side of the news. We'll be back, folks. <laughs> 